Lesson 4 of Elements of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Thomas Bosk. Elements of Geology by William Rushenberger. Lesson 4 Secondary Formation, Sixth Geological Epoch. Cretaceous Formation Secondary Formation Continued Next in order above the Jurassic system we find, in discordant stratification, immense Cretaceous deposits in a great many localities. These deposits may be divided into several others, according to their discordance of stratification observed in some of their divisions. The Cretaceous Formation, from the Latin creta, chalk, may be divided into the upper and lower chalk. The lower, or inferior Cretaceous system. Neocomian of the French, the Shanklin, or lower green sand of the English. The first deposits formed above the oolites are composed of marls. Then a yellowish limestone, characterized by great numbers of genus Spatangus, with a multitude of the remains of shells and polyparia of different genera. This limestone is sometimes in continuous layers of considerable thickness, sometimes only in masses agglutinated to each other by mud and sand, sometimes it is entirely wanting. Above it are clays which contain, often in great quantity, exogera and oysters, among which is distinguished the great species named Austria le Mary. The Lima elegans is also found. Among these clays are met large calcareous masses, a good deal flattened, filled with the same fossil shells, presenting lumicella, or conchylians, which have been confounded with the Portland group, formed by an accumulation of the exogera virgula. Footnote. Lumicella, an Italian word, formed from limacia, a snail, which is derived from the Latin limax. The word is used to designate a mass formed of the remains of snails, etc., with their nacre, united by gluten. It is also called conchylian marble. And footnote. Next we have, at least in parts of France, sands and clays, sometimes variegated in colors, among which are masses of iron ore, commonly oolitic. The remains of shells seem to give place here to ferruginous masses. These last deposits seem to be wanting in other localities, in which we find, instead, great layers of limestone, more or less compact, sometimes white, sometimes colored, which enclose hipparites, spherulites, and even pneumolites, which have been long regarded as belonging to the tertiary formation. We also find here a fossil which is very characteristic. It was at first compared to the Dicerus, but is now called Comma ammonia. This species of shell, which is often very abundant, is always so embedded in the mass of rock, where it is distinguished by the sinuosities it forms, that it is very difficult to detach it entire. Various species of ammonites, gigantic hamites, several species of cryoceratites, from the Greek krios, a ram, and keras, horn, and belemnites. The trigonae, which are still met with and continued to the green sand, present here new species, which seem to be characteristic. 
In the south of France, and in the Pyrenees, the chalk formation possesses peculiar characters, both in relation to the organic remains contained in it, as well as its mineralogical relations. We there find a great many shells, very remarkable for their form and peculiar structure, which are called hipparites and spherulites. Many numulites, of which some deposits are formed exclusively, are also met with. It is not determined precisely to what part of the lower chalk these deposits should be referred, but they seem to represent a part of the Neocomian or Shanklin formation. In the Pyrenees, the layers are often of a deep color, and separated by argillaceous schists, which seems to make them a part of the transition formation, but on the contrary, in the north part of the basin of the Gironde, they belong to the chalk. The Neocomian, which was not at first distinguished from other parts of the chalk formation, is now recognized in a great part of France, Switzerland, and different parts of Germany, Poland, and even to the Crimea. Here and there deposits of gypsum of greater or less extent are met with, sometimes isolated, and sometimes associated with crystalline rocks. The Weldon Deposit We frequently meet in the first deposits of the chalk formation, the remains of organized bodies, which appear to belong to Paludne, clearly showing there is here and there an afflux of fresh water to those seas in which these remains accumulated. We also find in the same situations deposits of combustibles, which have always been known under the name of lignite, from the Latin lignum, wood, probably formed from conifers, as dicotyledons did not then exist which were doubtlessly carried by rivers. Such are those in the environs of Orthez, in the department of Landes, of Belesta, and of Saint-Girant, in the department of Arige, of Irun, in Guipuscoa, Spain, etc. But all these local deposits are nothing compared to those which have long been described in England, in parts of the counties of Kent, Surrey, and Sussex, under the name of Welds from which is derived the term Weldon Formation. This formation is composed of alternate layers of limestone, sand, more or less ferruginous, and clay, the deposits of which are sometimes extremely thick. There are entire beds of limestone composed of paludinae, constituting what is named Purbeck Limestone. The laminae of argillaceous matter are often covered by Cyclades and Anodontae, and we find disseminated a great number of small cypress. There are many species of freshwater fishes, the remains of fluviatile tortoises, mingled with marine and terrestrial saurians, among which is the monstrous iguanodon, which must have been thirty feet in length, to judge from the size of its bones. In this formation are found also, in the dirt of the Isle of Portland, the silicified stems of cycadiae, standing erect in the midst of the earth, of which the deposit consists. Various species of conifers, equisitaceae, and ferns are also met. The remains of birds of the order of Graliae, waders, also exist. But no mammals, although we have seen them in the marls of the oolite. It is believed that the clays in the environs of Boulogne which seem to be continuous with those of England on the southern side of the channel, may be referred to the Weldon deposit, as well as those of Forge and of Savigny in the country of Bray.
or paludine limestones like those of Purbeck have been found. It is very certain, according to the observations of Monsieur Lemery, these deposits are connected with those in the department of Aube and form part of the superior Neocomian clays. If there are indications of freshwater deposits, they prove the connection between the Weldon formations and those of this epoch. According to English geologists, the Weldon formation is below the Neocomian, and is, consequently, older and not precisely contemporaneous with it. Above the Neocomian and Weldon formations, there is a group of deposits generally termed green sand, consisting of two arenaceous beds, with a parting of clay called galt. The green sand formation receives its name from the prevalence of small green particles of silicate of iron distributed through the sand. It is found in New Jersey. In England, it is divided into lower green sand, galt, and upper green sand. This group consists of white and yellowish sands, which are frequently ferruginous, containing masses of limestone, clays, and sandstones of more or less compactness. It also comprises the quater sandstein and planar kalk of German geologists. Galt is a stiff clay of a blue color, and the inferior portion of it in England abounds in iron pyrites, while the upper part contains green particles of the silicate of iron. Various nodules and concretions are found throughout, which are sometimes fossiliferous, but more frequently obscure and of doubtful origin. Galt is a provincial term, used originally in the middle of England, to designate the brick clay, which there belongs to the Cretaceous system. Above the green sand formation, the calcareous part becomes more abundant. At first it is mixed with sandstone, and then, little by little, becomes isolated, and now contains only green particles of silicate of iron, which from being at first very abundant, gradually disappear. This is the chloritic chalk, which is sometimes friable, and at others solid. The green particles having totally disappeared, the limestone is found alone, sometimes in form of pure chalk, of more or less solidity and occasionally becomes very compact. Here we have argillaceous or arenaceous limestone, and finally sands, or nearly pure sandstone. From these result the chalk marl, or representatives of it. Organic remains are very abundant in these deposits, and in species, and even in genera, are very distinct from those of the preceding formations. Immediately above the Weldon is a marly bed, characterized by the presence of a species of exogera, five or six inches in diameter, not known in the Neocomian. According to Monsieur Lemarie, the Nucula pectinata is a characteristic shell of the galt or blue marl. Belonging to the green sand formation, generally the characteristic shells are the Inoceramus concentricus, the Plicatula placunia, several species of ammonites, and particularly the ammonites monile, which are quite characteristic. We find in the chalk marl the baculites and turolites, different species of the first of which are found in the highest part of the chalk formation. To these may be added the scaphites, some particular species of ammonites, the exogera columba, the ostrea carinata, the terebratula octoplicata, which continue in the chalk. Nucula, from the Latin nux, 
a nut, is an inequilateral bivalve shell, the hinges narrow, and has many teeth like those of a comb. Several species are known. Scaphites, from the Greek scaphe, a boat, is an elliptical, many-chambered shell, somewhat resembling the ammonites. Baculites, from the Latin baculum, a stick, is a multilocular, straight or slightly bent, and slightly conical shell. The chambers are separated by septa, pierced by a marginal siphuncle. Turolites is a spiral, turriculated, multilocular shell. The chambers are separated by winding septa, which have the siphuncle in their discs. The aperture is round. This fossil must not be confounded with the turritella, which is a univalve, found both recent and fossil. The Upper Chalk Formation in this we find chalk with and without flints. The layers of flint are frequently almost the only indications of stratification afforded by the mass. It is frequently soft and susceptible of solution or suspension, as in Spanish whiting, which contains an immense quantity of microscopic shells, belonging to the group of foraminifera. In some cases it is arenaceous and sometimes very compact. Although often white, we find it in some places colored gray, yellow, red, etc. Sometimes it is oolitic in character, and becomes almost crystalline, even magnesian, and in localities remote from crystalline materials which might affect it. The inferior part of this formation is frequently soiled with clays, chalk marl. Above it is more pure, and contains a great many nodules of flint or silex. Though this character is very common, it is wanting in a great many places. At its upper part, the chalk formation becomes very sandy, as in the neighborhood of Maastricht. Excepting the baculites found at Maastricht, the remains of cephalopods are not found in the upper Cretaceous formation, but belemnites, from the Greek belemnon, a dart, of particular species, and many other organic remains not met within the chalk marl, are found. Among them are the Plagiostroma spinosum, the Austria vesicularis, the Catullus cuvieri, the structure of which is fibrous, the Terebrachula defronsi, the Anonchitis ovatus, the Spatangus coringuinum. In the upper part of these deposits we find, among many other fossils, an enormous saurian, called the Mosasaurus, from the name of the river, Moose, and the Greek saurus, lizard originally found on the banks of the Moose, in the celebrated quarries of St. Peter's Mount, near Maastricht. Organic remains of a Mosasaurus have been found in New Jersey. The Mosasaurus is a genus determined from a fossil discovered upwards of 60 years ago, and which at that time was extremely puzzling to naturalists. Its true place in the animal kingdom is now known to be among the Lacertian saurians but the animal appears to have been perfectly marine in its habits. The head, the only part at first discovered, measured four feet in length, and is preserved in the museum at Paris. Other parts have also been found from time to time in the Maastricht quarries, and some fragments in the chalk of the south of England, Anstead. The whole length of the animal was probably not less than twenty-four feet, a magnitude which must be compared with that of the lizards of the present day, and not with the crocodilians, whose structure is totally different. 
We also find in the chalk formation Cretaceous mammals, which are classed among the Lamantins and dolphins. The Cretaceous group prevails extensively in England and on the continent of Europe. True white chalk exists not only in England, but also in France, in Denmark, in Poland, in central Russia, and in the Caucasus. Semi-crystalline rocks of the Cretaceous epoch also exist in the central plains of Asia Minor. Beds of the Cretaceous period are found in New Jersey and other parts of the United States, but they rest on the oldest secondary rocks, without the intervention of the oolite. The formation is extremely calcareous, and places chiefly arenaceous, but no true chalk has yet been discovered in America, nor has oolite been found. Fossils, apparently Cretaceous, have been recently obtained from southeastern India. This brings us up to the close of the secondary formation. As far as we have studied our subject, we find the Earth's crust to consist of a series of formations, as represented in the following diagram. The study of Cretaceous rocks brings us, as it were, to the termination of that period in the history of the Earth's structure to which the character of antiquity belongs. In the succeeding period, we shall find all the fossils are either resemblances or types of existing organic creatures. End of Lesson 4